Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident master of Zoysi Music. Joined by my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How you doing tonight, Bryce? I'm um, great. You know what? I'm glad to hear that. I am very glad to hear that, my friend. Um, yeah, so sports, that's that's something. What's going on? There, there are some things going on it's in sports. It's all the rage. Yeah. Extra, extra, read all about it. Um... NFL Week 2, I mean, there were some decent games this week. No, there wasn't. There was like two, three decent games. Well, there's only one that had narratives. Let's let's talk about the one with the actual narrative, and that was Ravens-Chiefs. Ravens with the upset at home, 36-35 over Kansas City. Um, I'm going to be honest, like... This was just a really sloppy game from both teams. Yeah, I mean, surprisingly so, I think. Like, I know that neither of these teams are known for their defense, but, like, that second half where they just refused to tackle, that was just disgusting football. (laughs) I mean, I feel like we bring it up every year, and we always look like bozos for it, but Chiefs defense, man... Like, I know Pat got one, and we should be very thankful that he did. But, uh, I I don't know. Like, do we have a Tony Romo situation in our hands? Although Pat is much better than Tony Romo ever was. Patrick Mahomes is better than Tony Romo, more at 11. <sighs> I know that's controversial, and I know that's there's some white people. Thing. There's some white people that heard that and just, like, lost their mind. But it's true. Tony Romo's defining playoff moment was when he fucking fumbled up extra point. Actually, no, it was a chip shot field goal. My apologies. Well, yeah, he was the holder on that, on a chip shot field goal, and he just completely bungled it. I could hold a kick, dude. It's, it's a lot harder than you'd think. I could do it. I, I did it for shits and gigs at practice once when I was in high school, and that shit is not easy. I'm sure it's nerve-wracking, but, like, with an NFL kicker? Like, I trust an NFL kicker. Well, think about this. You know, in, this, in, in like, a, a split second, you have to catch the ball, place it properly so it has the slightest amount of tilt backwards, but not too much, because if it does too much, then the whole thing is fucked up. Laces you make sure out. you have the laces out, you know... I love Blair Walsh. Do you know what's really funny? When I played Madden 21, I didn't I didn't make it to the NFL because I quit the game before right. that. But in college, the laces would always be in on every kick. Seriously? Yeah. I didn't play 21 because that game has ruined my conscience. But that's that's actually kind of funny. The laces would always be in. I think that's just a huge testament to, like, you can't even get the simple details down. Like, why, no. why, I don't know, why, why would I expect them to make a good football game anymore? Madden's been cooked product for <coughs> six years now, something like that. Oh, you're saying this in hindsight, but I've been telling yes. you that for that long. Well, you're the one that got 21, so. What? I had on EA play, and I had it for, like, two weeks. Not even. Surprised you even gave it two weeks. There's more like a week and a half. You know, I, I keep saying this nowadays, but uh, the only EA title worth playing right now is uh, NHL. That's UFC NBA 4 games. is pretty good. I I never got into UFC. UFC is good. I played UFC 2 and I played UFC 3 because my brother liked it. It just never did it for me. Were you good? All right. Anyways... Exactly, yeah. I'm phenomenal, so. 
So what were I get you saying it about Ravens Chiefs? That was uh... <laughs> um. Well, I guess what happened was uh, Lamar snuck out a uh, last second KO. I, I guess so. <laughs> I'd love, I'd love to fight you in UFC. I want to see how that goes. Yeah, uh, you know, you would not last. You'd get eaten alive. I, I certainly hope that you would eat me alive because. Frankly, if if you didn't, I'd be very concerned for your mental well being. If like even if really, I don't. I'm not like a big like I need to win person. I feel like if you went up against me, you turn into I need to win, and you try to demolish. No, so I'm not like, like that. Slap you around somehow. Like I feel like I wouldn't have. I know because I know that I know that wouldn't happen. All right, let's play devil's advocate here though. And if it did happen, I would be surprised, and that would up my game. I'm not. I'm not that kind of person that just. It's like, I need to win or I'm going to lose my mind. That's just not me. All right. I feel bad for those people. So, um... Yeah, this this Chiefs defense, they, uh... This ain't it. It was bad. I mean, I guess this like if a good quarterback plays against um the Chiefs defense is gonna be We're gonna pretty much on Pat, like it's pretty much just gonna be on Pat Mahomes to win the football game. And yeah, granted, if there is someone you would want to uh put the game on, you would put it on Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, it used to be like, you know, just just score and then put the game in your defense's hands. Now it's it just score and let's get you back on the f- <laughs> Yeah, now it's like, let's score and pray you do it again in like five minutes. I mean, that's that's a big part about why the Chiefs didn't win the Super Bowl last year is because that team the relied Bucks on were a complete so team. The Buccaneers are a complete team. They took advantage of the fact that Kansas City was so offensive that if you just whittle down their if you can just like whittle or I guess you try to tire out their offense by going through their defense really quickly and then holding their offense. I disagree. I think when I would do I don't really know. I don't think they did it this way. But what I would think to do is just run clock keep their offense off the field. I mean, that's really how Brady used to get beat in the AFC back in the day. Well, yeah, that is how you beat Brady, because if you give him any sort of time, we saw this last week against the Cowboys, <laughs> you give him any time, he can make that comeback. Yeah, it's like, I mean, by the way, everyone and their mother knew that comeback was happening. Dude, a Cowboys, a Cowboys franchise that has been notorious for blowing late leads to elite quarterbacks, and then Tom Brady, who makes a habit out of making these late Late game comebacks. You were naive if you thought the Cowboys were winning. Bro, they celebrated with one eighteen left. Lol. <laughs> oh, man. Um, if you know, you know. That is a yeah, classic picture. Um, however, I will say. Um. Yeah. Like I was saying, that's how they used to beat Brady. It was just really long offensive drives that would just dwindle his time on the field. Yeah, there's there's literally two ways to beat Tom Brady. You either keep him off the field, or you have to get enough pressure out of your front four. If you can get pressure out of your front four, and you can like yeah. keep seven guys in coverage... That's it. That's gonna be the best way to beat Brady. That's um what the 2015 Broncos did. That team. That's what the Giants did. The Giants did that really well too. But the Broncos, they would have Von Miller and fucking what's his name. They had Von Miller and Demarcus Ware, I believe. The two of them just coming at Brady, and it didn't help that Brady had like zero healthy offensive linemen. But I don't think it really mattered at that point because you know you just have two very elite edge rushers getting in Brady's face, and frankly, that that's how you beat Brady. If you have an elite off or an elite defensive line, and you put pressure on Brady, 
it it's you know you're not always going to win, but that's that's a recipe for how to have the best chances. Yeah, there's there's like two ways, and the Chiefs were not built for either way. No, because their defense is an elite, and keeping keeping like them off the field isn't really an option when you don't have the defense to do it. Like the Chiefs are in a spot where it's like if they do really long drives, they're just kind of hurting themselves. Right. Plus they're not built for long drives anyway. Yeah, no, this offense is really built for like trying to get the quick strikes, the big plays, which you know, normally I'd say it's not a very sustainable offense, but when it's this explosive, you got like eight. I mean, yeah, Mahomes, speedy as hell, and you got Mahomes who can just throw it a mile. It, it it is sustainable, I guess, but this is really more of a special circumstance that goes beyond traditional football, I guess. But but yes. Um, Ravens win. <laughs> yes. So what do you think this is about the Ravens, though? Well, I don't think many people thought the Ravens weren't for real as a football team. I mean, we saw that, you know, last year with the COVID situation and everything, they weren't, you know, great. But it's... Showing that a healthy Ravens team is legit, is for real. Um, I mean, beating Mahomes in general is really tough. But beating Mahomes, uh, beating Mahomes at home is definitely a lot easier than beating him on the road. I mean, only... I, I think he's only lost at home a handful of times. And this is his first loss in the month of September. Which is absolutely bonkers. That is a crazy stat. He threw an interception that night, but that was also his first interception in the month of September. So, like... That's just insane. Not that he throws a lot of interceptions in general, like... Shit. No, he really doesn't. Just really says a lot about him as a quarterback that... It just says a lot about him, really. That <laughs> I like that we're talking about the loss they had, and we're still talking about how good Mahomes is somehow. That's that's just how it is with him. Well, it's not like he played bad. No, he he played pretty damn good. I don't think anyone's going to say that he played badly. Twenty-four thirty-one for three forty-three and then three touchdowns. The one interception sucks, yes, but like. One interception, you know, probably didn't kill them that game. Like, maybe the game does go differently, but... Maybe. I mean, hard to tell. So, any other big things happen this week? In the NFL... I mean, Derrick Henry, you know, did what Derrick Henry does. He doing Denrick Henry things. What? Doing Derrick Henry things. Who, Denrick? I said Derrick Henry. I said Denrick. Denrick Harry. It sounds like a fucking Game of Thrones character. It does. Falcons defense is still hashtag cooked product, as we all expected. It's been like five years. I know. The Vikings kickers still are not have a zero clutch gene. Vikings kickers be clutch challenge. Impossible. Cannot be uh, done. Urban Meyer is still not an NFL head coach. Never was. Um, 
Pittsburgh Steelers try not to play down to their competition challenge? Very impossible. That one, impossible. that one cannot be done. Um, Carson Wentz try to be a good quarterback challenge. Impossible. Cincinnati Bengals try not to be a fucking embarrassment challenge. <laughs> that one's been impossible for like fifty years. Sad but true. Zach Wilson, try not to be a Sam Darnold impersonator challenge. Uh, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute now. Uh, you know what? I shouldn't even say that. I so here's the thing. That. We should talk about this because we are recording after Thursday Night Football. Yes, we are. Uh, and Sam Darnold had another very good game. To, and now the Panthers, all of a sudden, are 3-0 to start the year. It, it turns out the Jets might have just been the problem. They were the whole time. Like, and I'll tell you even, what, Zach it's not Wilson. Even just Adam Gase at this point. I think it's just something to do with the Jets in general. <sighs> well, I mean, it starts. I mean, with Adam Gase. Gase is bad, yes, but it starts with Gase. But I will say, Zach Wilson has looked like shit. And honestly, I didn't like the pick when it happened. I never really understood. Um, I. I Understand why he was a first round quarterback? No, he should have been top five taken, just not over Fields. Fields should be in that jet uniform. Although, in all honesty, Fields does perform better, but does he actually make that big of a difference compared to Wilson in the grand scheme of things right now? No, but I think if the Jets ever got a grip and they became good a and, big if. and they implemented a system, Fields would have been the better choice. I think in terms of raw talent, I do think Fields, honestly, probably a top two quarterback in this draft class. I mean, Lawrence has had a tough go of it, but yeah. It's, I mean, it's not he's... really fair to judge Lawrence at this point, though. Because, he hasn't looked terrible. Well, uh, I'll, I'll disagree on that. He has looked terrible, but I he's not getting any favors done by the Jaguars. <sighs> That's true. That roster is I mean, not looking good. They could have taken a wide receiver at pick 25, but instead they take Travis Etienne for God who's knows now what. Injured. Who's now injured, so, you know, a waste of a first-round pick this year. Hopefully he comes back to form next year, but... I, I, I understand that they wanted to draft his best friend, but when you have someone like James Robinson, who already was a pretty good running back after his first season... He's perfectly good running back. He's he's a you know, he's everything they needed, and at least everything they needed out of a running back. Like that team has a lot of holes, but ru- like a running back one was not one of them. No, that's like the one position they had. Well, that and quarterback at this point because they did just draft Lawrence, so you could literally have drafted <coughs> any other position. And you would have gotten, like, a, it, as long as you drafted within reason, that would have been a good pick. But you draft, like, one of the two positions you don't need right now. Imagine they use a first-rounder on two different quarterbacks. Oh, the chaos. That would be chaos. Dude, what I'm quarterbacks are even available at that point? They would have, ta- they would have taken Kyle Trask's 25th, 25th overall. Bro. Bro, that would have been the funniest pick in NFL history, actually. They took Kyle Trask after taking Tever. I think, unironically, the funniest draft video is when the the Browns drafted Mansell and everyone freaked out. Oh, no, I got a better one. Um, So, back in the 90s, the Jets had like a string of taking like really bad picks when there were really good uh, players available. In this, in one draft class, this was the which draft class was it? It was the nineteen ninety five draft, I believe. Jets fans kept saying that they wanted Warren Sapp, right? And they were but right. They were. They were right to want Sap. 
but instead they took oh no this wasn't the right draft class but they did they took Kyle they took tight end Kyle Brady out of that one but um there was a draft class where they took they took a fullback in the first round in one draft and I'm trying to remember what a was it the 92 draft maybe there was a point where they took they took a fullback or something really early and they just missed out on a Hall of Fame talent and the fans wanted that but you can hear a guy when they announce the draft pick yell oh no at the like very loudly <laughs> pick up on the microphones and everything cuz they they knew how bad of a pick it was but that's amazing that's probably my favorite draft video and it was from years before uh, I was even born. I love I love the ones from oh, what year? 2019? With the Cloan Farrell and Daniel Jones picks. Oh my god. Those are good. Somehow the Cleveland I, we bagged on both those picks really badly. Somehow the Cleveland Farrell pick has turned out a lot worse. Than Daniel Jones was. <laughs> I mean, because at least Daniel Jones, in how derpy the quarterback he is, has at least had some semblance of production. But yeah. Farrell has been like a healthy scratch the first two games of this season for the Cowboys, or not the Cowboys, the Raiders. I mean, they're not missing him. The Raiders are playing pretty well. Yeah, I just think it's hilarious that a top four pick from two years ago is uh, getting benched. I don't think he was top four. He was. He was the fourth overall pick. You're kidding me. I thought it was like eighth. No, no, no. Because you know what? Oh, my this God. Is Josh, this so is the bad. Josh Allen draft class. And you and I both had Josh Allen going to the Raiders at pick four. It would have made sense at the time. It would have. And like Josh because Allen. Because like Derek Carr, people seem to be sick of Derek Carr at the time. But now he seems to be playing a lot better. Yeah, it's he's just off to a really hot start, and I'm I'm happy for him because like he's been he's dealt with some a whole lot of dog shit from the Raiders in the past. He has, and he's playing well. Yes, credit to him. All right, so let's look ahead at the games this week because. Is there anything interesting going on this week? Probably not. NFL, you know, hasn't exactly posted that many great games. <coughs> um, Buccaneers-Rams looks like it could be pretty good. I think that'll be a good test for both teams. Definitely, I mean. I Rams think defense Bay wins this, but the Rams defense is going to give the Buccaneers a hard time. Um, this honestly might be. I think it's going to be a close game. This is going to be the toughest game for the Buccaneers all season. Really, you think so? It's either that or at home against the Bills. But I think just the fact that you're going to Los Angeles, which, like you know, that LA crowd gets loud. Not as not as loud as Kansas City, but this is going to be like. I think this is going to be your toughest game if you're uh, Tampa Bay. And with a, an offensive line that hasn't been great so far, um, it's going to be a good test for everybody involved, frankly. So I say Tampa Bay ekes by in a close one on this one, but uh, would not be surprised at all if the Rams come out and won this. You know, I'm going to go against that. I'm going to go with the Rams. I think their defense is good enough to hold them back. At least a little bit. I think enough. And their offenses look good. Yeah, that's the reason. I mean, Matt Stafford Matt's, has looked really yeah, good for the Rams so far. St I mean, all of a sudden, in a good system, Matt Stafford looks good. Yeah, it turns out that Jared Goff really was just a terrible quarterback. <laughs> I mean, we knew that. I, we did know that. That was actually established fact. Um, oh, and I'd be absolutely remiss to... Uh, I forgot to mention this in the recap. 
Gus Johnson calling NFL games again is just beautiful. A beautiful thing. I I started choking up a little bit when I realized that he was calling Cardinals Vikings last week. And I heard his voice call a missed field goal with the same amount of excitement as a Hail Mary. I just Excellent. Ah. It's just that little bit of serotonin that got me through the rest of my day. Gus Johnson's the goat. Really is. I think he's doing a game again this week, isn't he? Mm. Yep, he's doing Arizona versus Jacksonville, so good God. What a waste. What a waste. Could have gotten him on, on Buccaneers Rams. Maybe he'll come up with a legendary nickname for somebody, though. I hope so. I did hope that for does. Hollywood Brown. Did he? He came up with Hollywood? Yeah, he just randomly called him Hollywood during a game in college, and, and now everyone calls him Hollywood Brown. The more you know. Yeah, and also uh, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles has Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, which, like, I don't mind that. I don't mind Joe Buck anymore. I'm just going to be honest. I know he used to be terrible. I know you could just look at, like, you know, Mitchell. 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 (laughs) Joe um, Buck. Joe Buck's hilarious. He... He honestly, he's grown on me quite a bit since then, and I can, I can get behind listening to a Joe Buck called game. Um, I didn't realize that Mark Sanchez was doing commentating for Fox now too, because uh, he's doing Seattle and Minnesota. Um. And of course, Nance and Romo get the Chargers at Kansas City. So that's that's just of course. All right. I think the only other good game this week <laughs> is Packers 49ers. I don't know. I mean, both these teams have been really weird to gauge this season because the Packers looked like dog shit against the Saints and then they did not look good against the Lions in the first half. Obviously, second half they pulled it together, but that was brutal to watch. And the 49ers have like this weird thing where they're good, yes, but they've had a really weird tendency of playing down to their competition. Like an NFC Steelers, sort of. Sort of. Um, well, I think it'd be a good marker for both teams. This will least. definitely help determine like the direction these teams are going to go in this season. Because I think both these teams should be playoff teams, in theory. Like I mean, Packers there's the no North. reason. Yeah, there's no reason the Packers don't win the North. And the Niners should, at minimum, be a wild card team. I mean, NFC West is very competitive, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, with three wild card spots, you know, I'd say at least two of those go to the West. Oh, they probably do. I don't know. I, I think the Niners probably squeak one by at home, but I think I think Green Bay keeps this one close. I, th- I, I think, I think the Niners win pretty handily, honestly. I think I think the Packers got their footing in the second half of that Lions game, and I think this is where the Packers start to really build a rhythm, and they start getting it together, which. Uh- I mean, I honestly think this game, I think 
honestly could make or break the Packers because they seem to be like the the media just loves to hype up Packer losses, probably more so than any other team in the NFL. No, yeah, that's probably that's probably true, and it's probably because of the animosity that has seen them going on for years with Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah, you're not wrong. But, I don't know, I think the media does get to these guys, though. I think if the Packers are with this game, they're going to have a dominant year. But if I if they lose, I don't know. And I think they lose. I think the 49ers win by a pretty solid margin. I think by 14 is what I'm going to say. Jeez, can you imagine the shit show Green Bay would be if they just lost by 14 like that? I'm going to go with a 24-10 win for the Niners. Shit. All right. College football. Nothing happened. Well, some things have happened, but honestly, like, Clemson just looks terrible. I mean, then one. You got to be beating Georgia Tech by more than six. Yeah. I understand that, you know, you don't have Trevor Lawrence anymore, so you're not, you're not 100% as a team, but come on. You are Clemson. Devil Sweeney may not be the coach, everyone said. I mean, there's there's some things to be said, and there might be a dialogue to be started. But only letting up eight points to Georgia Tech is a good thing, but only putting up 14, that's, that's not good <laughs> if you're the number six team in the country. I mean, it's Clemson, like... They've they built themselves these last few years on being so prestigious. And they're just you know, they're so good. And then all of a sudden they're out here scraping by Georgia Tech. Who's not good. Georgia Tech is not a good football team. I mean, the fucked up part is they've already played their one ranked opponent this year. I mean, so, they, they might be screwed. Well, they're not going to... I don't want to say they're not going to get a playoff spot, but I feel like if they get a playoff spot, they're just going to get absolutely ass-blasted in the first <laughs> They might. They probably would have to end up playing Bama. Yeah, if they, if this team plays Bama, you know... Bama's going to commit some felonies. Yeah, good night and good luck. Literally. I mean, their one-ranked opponent was Georgia. They lost 10-3, which, you know, not a good look for either team, but, like, Georgia's at least picked it up since then. Well, Georgia is going to probably be a playoff team this year. Which, you know, if they keep doing this, you know, as – they should be. They should be a playoff team if they can keep doing this. They've got some tough matchups coming up. Well, not immediate. Well, Arkansas next week, Auburn the week after that, Florida. Those are the only ranked opponents they have left, but those are games that Georgia should be winning. I mean, hey, they're, they're in the SEC. This is the kind of schedule they need to have, you know.
truth be told, I think end up. I think what ends up happening is Georgia gets beat once by Bama, and they're like the four seed going into the playoff. They beat Bama again, or they lose to Bama again. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be weird though because Georgia wouldn't play Bama until the SEC championship. Yeah, and they're always weird about late losses like that. Like realistically. SEC? I mean, they've done it before with Bama. I know they have done it before. Georgia probably, even if they lose to Bama in the SEC championship, unless unless like some Pac-12 team or Big 12 team goes on an absolute tear at the end of the season. And by Big 12 team, I mean like someone other than Oklahoma, because Oklahoma... It's, it's weird. I don't even... So Bama's going to be a lock... Ohio State, well, I don't even know about Ohio State, it's, that, it's, that loss to Oregon's going to hurt. Yeah, and they're not going to play many other good teams. They play... The only ranked opponents they have left is Penn State on October 30th. And then they they got to pray. Versus Michigan State and at Michigan. So if they Michigan can win all three State. of those... Michigan State might be ranked... Or- then I mean maybe. Well, Michigan State's ranked right now. They're number twenty. I know, but that's a long way away. Yeah. Penn State's the only highly ranked opponent they have is in Oregon. Right. Penn State, I mean, like that's you know, I'm pretty sure they're the highest ranked team in the Big Ten right now. Might be something to look out for, but. Who oh, Penn State? Yeah. I don't think so. Penn State's number six. Who's higher ranked? Nobody. Yeah, in the so Big they Ten. Do. They're the highest ranked team in the Big Ten. It's true. Yeah. I don't know. Are there any big games coming up this weekend? Anything that uh... should be... Uh... <laughs> I mean, we got Notre Dame-Wisconsin on Saturday. That is football terrorism. You know, there's going to be like a combined eight passing yards that game, but... I think Wisconsin wins. I like your optimism. I really do. Notre Dame has not looked good. Yeah, but they've been doing what they need to do to get by. What's really weird is they're not playing in Camp Randall. They're playing at Soldier Field in Chicago. So, I don't know what's up with that. I'm sure there's a reason for it, but... Uh, Yeah. I'm prepared for Notre Dame to win this game, but I would certainly like Wisconsin to win. That'd be cool. I'm not going to be around to watch it, unfortunately, but... And then we got Texas A&M, Arkansas. You know, I I didn't realize that Texas A&M was the number seven team in the country because I've heard nothing about them. Yeah. I've heard way more about Arkansas this year. I think A&M does win this. Although I think it's really interesting that no one's talking about them. Definitely give me A and M. Top four is all people care about, man. Actually, yeah. we were both wrong. There is a Big Ten team ranked higher. Who's ranked higher? Fucking Iowa. What the fuck? They're fifth. Oh my god. That's not sustainable. It's not. Good luck with that, Iowa. All right. So uh, that's 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 it for college football. I mean, there isn't really much going on right now. It's it's top four. The top four is all anyone cares about, and frankly, we already know what three of the top four are probably going to be. So that kind of takes some of the fun away. But. 
we do have baseball. And the postseason for that's coming up. Um, it is. It is, yes. I think we crowned our first league champion today as the White Sox just won the AL Central today. Eon snooze. Um, congratulations on winning objectively I mean, the most dreadful division in baseball. No, no, it's second. What, what's more dreadful right now? The NL East. All right, well, at least on paper, there are two or three teams that are supposed to be competitive here. Like, yes, the Braves only have 80 wins, and it's three and a half weeks into September, and they're leading the division. But the Phillies and Mets, on paper, are supposed to be much better than this. So I think this is more of a team uh, of a division underperforming expectations. But like on the, the White Sox were supposed to steamroll this division when they really haven't. I mean they're ten and a half up on Cleveland in second place, so I guess that's good enough. But I mean you got the Twins and Royals who should be openly tanking, the Tigers who, admittedly, actually look pretty good for a team that's under five hundred. This is a team that's like, you know, one or two years off. And Cleveland, you know, that's Cleveland's just a dumpster fire. They need to blow it up. But for some reason, they, they think they can continue to be competitive because Terry Francona is their manager. Yeah. So, frankly, the White Sox, this is more of a congratulations on not fucking this up. Yeah. Like this is this is supposed to be expected. Um I don't know who would who's the next closest to clinching their division. Probably the Rays. It probably is the Rays. Although maybe it's the Astros. I can't I'm not hundred percent sure. Well, I don't think it's the Astros because the Mariners are close. Well, they're seven and a half up on the Astros, while the Rays are six up on Boston. So, I think either way, it doesn't look like either of these teams are going to get bunny hopped. But Yeah, so I'll just assume that the Rays are just gonna that they're just gonna, you know, yeah, win. They're just gonna win. So right now we're looking at Rays, Astros, White Sox, and then for the wild card, Red Sox, Yankees. Which, you know, if Manfred knew how to make money, he would rig it to make it this. Unfortunately, I need this Vlad Guerrero Jr. MVP World Series MVP run. You know, honestly, I would not be shocked if the Blue Jays could pull that off. I want that. I want that so bad. I would welcome it. Blue Jays, incredibly likable team. I'm totally... I love Vladdy. If the, if the Blue Jays just straight up slaughter everybody, I would be totally fine with that. You know, it's like they just come in, everyone, every starting pitcher just casually lets up 18 bombs a game. Would anyone really be that upset? No. Except for the teams who, you know, lost those games. But who cares? In this situation, as a fan of the team who would only lose one game to the to the Blue Jays in this situation, I don't have a problem. Fuck it. Let's see if Laddie, you know, hit, hit 20 bombs in a postseason. Don't think that's ever happened anywhere close to that before. <laughs> Maybe Bonds. Bonds? Did, bon, did Bonds even win a World Series? No, he didn't. I don't he, know if he ever... He, he got to one. He got to one in what, 2002? Four? 
No, O four was the Red Sox. Oh, it might have been O two, O three. It would have been two thousand two then, because two thousand three was Yankees Marlins. Oh, it probably was or O one. No, that was Yankees too. Yeah, two thousand two. That was Yankees or not Yankees? That was uh, Angels Giants. Yeah, he was in that one. Such a weird World Series in a early two thousands that was dominated by like the Yankees for the most part, with like some Red Sox sprinkled in. And then the White Sox casually won a World Series that year too. That was a really weird, like, just a really weird decade of baseball. It was. It is a fucking crazy just time. Because, like, the best players in baseball history don't have rings. Yeah, it's kind of bizarre how that is. I mean, shit. Bonds never got a ring. Ted Williams never got a ring. Did Hank Aaron never get a ring? I don't think he did. Hank Aaron? I don't know. I don't think so. That's crazy. He's, like, one of the best hitters of all time. He's a home run champ. Some people. Oh, he did win the World Series, 1957. Oh, uh, I forget how long he fucking played. Yeah, I'm all, you got to play a long ass time when you're going to hit 700 home runs. Um. Yeah, a lot of greats just don't have rings. Trout won't get one. I hope Shohei does. <laughs> I doubt it. I mean, let's say, let's be generous and say Shohei's style of play has 15 years of longevity, which it doesn't. But let's be generous and say it does. And he plays at a high level for 15 years, which I don't doubt that his bat will hold up for 15 years, but there's no shot he's going to be able to pitch like this and hit. And his body just not totally shit the bed. The human body's just not built to do things like that. But let's just say that he does. He becomes a fucking cyborg or something and he does that. Do you trust the Angels to have good enough asset management to pull that off? Because I don't. Probably not. I just do not. I just don't think I don't, I don't think the Angels have the capacity. It truly is amazing how bad a lot of baseball teams are with asset management. It's most of them. Like most of the teams in this league are just not good. They're at clueless. Or... Like I think if if you were like you have to be a GM, pick a sport. I pick baseball because it's easy. Well, I'd say baseball if I'm in a big market. Like if I'm like a Yankee, if like I'm in the Yankees front office or the Mets front office or somewhere else where I, or the Dodgers where I have unlimited money. I would argue those are the hardest ones. Well, let's say they don't care about luxury tax. So you can I mean, I'm just talking expectation. Expectations is one thing. But if you can just throw money at a problem and probably and effectively solve it, I guess I'd so. say it would be a lot harder to be a small market team. Like, like somehow, like there's like a the raise formula where you try to keep costs down, but you still get effective talent. Now, granted, yeah, are the raise cheating? Probably. Yeah, they're probably doing something illegal. Maybe they're peddling drugs in the dugout, and like that's how they make extra money so they can attract talent. I don't know. But whatever black magic they're doing over there, you know, I'm sure there's a formula to it. That if you were a small market GM, you could try and replicate that. Maybe. Maybe it's Moneyball. I think Moneyball's a little overrated personally, but... The movie or the system? 
a little bit of both. <laughs> the movie was I enjoy watching the movie, but I feel like it's a a little too Hollywood. If that makes any sense. They didn't mention like, that they had the Cy Young and MVP. Yeah. Um, they hype up Moneyball a lot for a team that had no playoff success whatsoever. It's true. They won 20 straight games in the regular season just to piss away what was arguably a really good chance to actually do some damage. But they they did nothing of substance that season. But they got a whole ass movie about it. Got Brad Pitt, Jonah <laughs> Hill, whole bunch of big name actors. Fucking Chris Pratt was in that movie. Granted, he wasn't Chris Pratt yet, but Chris Pratt in the baseball movies cursed. He was fucking Scott Hatterberg too. Like that's like a, a big part of that movie. It's cursed. What do you think, though? Here, wrap this up. Well, do we want to talk about the NL or? No, nah, who cares? I, I would, I would assume the NL fans that are listening to this, but no pitchers hit for you. Don't care. All right, fair enough. So that's gonna do it for episode. What is this? One sixty four. Maybe. I don't even know. Could be. Could be. I have no idea. I don't really feel like checking. Mm, don't care. Yeah. So uh, thank you for listening. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at ENM Cusick. That is what C O S I C K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's Beerizz, I T S B R I Z Z. Thank you for listening and have a great day. <laughs>